Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Josh Baldwin, and thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm so excited today to be hanging out with Ellie Berry. Ellie, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, thank you for having me, Josh. Yeah, so Ellie is a youth pastor at Life Church, and she's got some great stuff to share with us today, a personal story as well. But Ellie, first, will you go ahead and um, just introduce yourself, allow us to get to know you a little bit? Yeah, so I'm the youth pastor at our Jinx location, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I've been here for the last year and a half. Uh, Fun fact, we have seven Life Church campuses in Tulsa. And between my time on staff and not, I think I've been at five of them. So I've jumped around a little bit. Um, And I have two dogs, two golden retrievers that are super sweet, very puppy-like, and they're very cute. And then I have a 19-year-old daughter that lives with me, and her name is Hope. So um, we have have fun in our household. That's awesome. I think most people, they call it, what do you call those fur babies? Do we call the dogs fur babies? Because I keep hearing people refer to them as that. I personally don't. Um, I know some people make that choice, um, but they are <laughs> are my uh, my puppies, my ch- my puppy children, Can, I guess. I just want you to know that I have more respect for you now because you don't <laughs> do that. But I also, yeah. you know, anybody listening that you do refer to them as your fur babies, I, I want you to know you are loved. More power and, to you. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't disrespect you in any way. Absolutely. I just don't know that they're babies. You know, I'm just all I'm saying is I'm pretty sure they're still dogs. So I have never had a baby like a, a human baby child and comparing uh-huh. my dog to a human baby seems a little disrespectful to all the parents <laughs> out there. And I could be totally wrong, Josh. You, know you having had children at that age, yeah. maybe you can agree, but they I mean they do similar things. Right. So I'm confident they do. They all poop everywhere. Yes. And pee everywhere. They yes. they all make loud noises in the middle of the night to prevent you from sleeping. Mm. There's, I mean, it's like dogs shed hair, babies shed toys, right. and like like other stuff. On. Yeah. Right. And sometimes poop also shedding yes. that out their diaper. Shed. Um. So. There's just a lot of stuff. So anyway, hey, um, thanks for joining us. And I'm really, really glad um, that you're a part of this conversation. I'm excited because you have a personal story. And personal stories are great, not just because it's it's something that, um, because it's directly from you, but because it's something that is true to your heart. And it's yeah. not something you're speaking to out of like, well, I learned this or I heard this. It's like, no, I, I lived this, right? And so I'm looking forward to getting to hear it from you. I was told um, that you have a great story that really would speak volumes to our switch leaders that are listening. I personally have yet to hear the story. And so usually, you know, like when I have somebody on, I'll kind of be like, yeah, that is a great story. Let's hear that. In your case, I thought, no, I want to hear it in real time along with everyone else. And so, yeah. And so I have an idea of of like what it's about, but I really don't. I haven't heard the story and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to share. So I'm going to hand it off to you. Yeah, no, this is so fun. So before I was a youth pastor, I was a small group leader for sixth and seventh graders, sixth and seventh grade girls. And man, for all of the middle school small group leaders out there, I just, I feel for you. I know what it's like to sit in a group <laughs> of sixth grade girls and just wonder, is anything I'm doing working? Um, and just wonder sometimes, you know, some di- nights you have really 
great progress and oh my gosh, they open up and it's amazing. But sometimes you just have weeks where you're like, am I making any headway? And so that's kind of where I was in this season of my life. And man, I'd show up every single week. We'd celebrate birthdays. We'd have, uh, we talk about the message sometimes and we'd steer the conversation towards God. But most of the time it was just talking about their life and kind of what was going on. And um, they'd open up and and I'd feel, man, that was really good. And then other times we'd just be talking about the boy at school or, um, you know, what was going on in their life. But um, there was one girl named Zoe in my small group and she uh, would show up every single week. She was one of those girls that you could just count on being at Switch every Wednesday. And uh, one night, it was about 9.30 or 10 p.m., um, she called me. I got a call from her and I, um, I answered the phone and it was just a moment for her where she really needed to process some things that were going on at home. And uh, I was the person that she chose to pick up the phone and call, um, seventh grade girl. And so, man, we just got to process those things. I got to pray with her. And she just said she felt so much better. And um, But at the end of that call, she actually told me that her and her family were moving halfway across town and she wasn't able to come to our campus anymore. And so I actually never saw Zoe again. Like I never, that was, she had, didn't come back to switch. And just, you know, that question of, man, I hope she's doing okay. I hope like I I made some sort of difference in her life. And um, just, you know, those questions that kind of linger, especially if kids are, have to move or they, they don't come back. You're just like, God, I hope I made a difference um, in their life. And so I, I actually moved away from that campus and got on staff at Life Church and was at a different location. And it was almost three years later um, that from leading that small group that I got a Instagram DM from Zoe. And I had not talked to her since she was in seventh grade. So this was like years since even communicating with her. And um, she started it off with, you probably don't remember me, which I think is so funny because I like, I really do. I do remember her. Um, and she just said, she said, I was a student in one of your small groups at Life Church a few years back. She said, I didn't necessarily recognize what a relationship with Jesus meant at the time, but thanks to you, I could not be happier in my walk with God today. Um, and she goes on to say that she serves on her worship team at her new church and um, that she just wanted to thank me for pouring into her and that she's never stopped praying for me. And man, Josh, when I read that message, I was just like, God, I'm thankful that you are the one that really uses our efforts and our, our showing up to make a difference. And that was something that just changed my viewpoint on how we can make a difference even when it feels like we're not doing anything special, you know? Absolutely. So that was a really cool moment for me. That is so cool. And I, I think that, I think a lot of switch leaders will, will connect with that because how often do we find ourselves saying that same thing? Yeah. Like, have I made a difference? As a matter of fact, I could take it even to, I know this, switch leaders that have had a small group and over time, like maybe students get busy or maybe they get older and they start driving and they begin to disconnect. And I have watched small group leaders keep showing up when yeah. none of their small group was showing up, right? Like they would con consistently be there. And you might be asking like, well, why did you keep going if none of your students were there? Well, you keep going because one of the nights they are going to show up. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when they show up, they find out just how much they mean to you. Yeah. And I, I've watched this play out time and time again, where students would show up, the leader is there and students are going, man, I can't believe that you're here. Like yeah. I, it's been so long since we've come and you're still like, you were still here for us. 
Yeah. And, and I've watched those same students then graduate high school, go off into college, and then still look back and send text messages and make phone calls to that leader and say, hey, I just need you to know it meant so much to me that you never gave up on me. That yeah. even when it looked like I had totally given up or totally disconnected or just didn't care, you just kept caring. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, that's a mark of what we look for in somebody who is truly committed to making a difference in a student's life in youth ministry. So yeah. I'll, ask, um, I'll ask for you, what would you say, like if you were to speak to the consistency conversation, how, what would you have to say um, to leaders listening to help them understand, maybe in a different way than I, than I did, like to help them understand why it matters so much? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I just think, I love what you said, first of all, that just showing up, even if you don't know if any of your students are going to be there, um, matters for the one time that they that they do come, you know, and um, consistency, especially with students, is important because it speaks volumes to how um, you view them as people, as human beings, um, and as people you care about. You know, when we're consistent in something, we care about it. And um, teenagers just want to know that they're seen, that they're known, that they're loved. And when you are consistent, um, I tell my leaders all the time, you know, obviously you're on vacation, you're sick, you're not going to be at switch, but every other week you're here because that is living out your care and your love for your students. Um, And so I don't think it takes anything crazy. I don't think it takes anything special to let your students know that they're seen, known, and loved by you. I truly think consistency is the biggest piece of the puzzle for your students internalizing that fact. Yep, absolutely. And I and sometimes that consistency piece, people have been like, man, I have to, I have to miss, like I'm gonna be out this week for whatever reason. And it's a legitimate reason. And sometimes mm. that's the case. Like we expect you to be. I always remind them, switch is one of the yeah. points in which you show consistency in their life. Not yeah. every one of them. And so make sure that you're checking out call. Make a phone call, shoot text messages, get on your group me and make sure that even though they're not going to see you at switch, it's not going to feel that big to them because they're going to hear from you throughout the week. And so I, yeah. I think it's good for, for us to all remember, like switch is part of it, but not all of it. Um, so what yeah. about, what about, so we've got two different groups here. We've got leaders that lead in middle school, lead middle school mm. students. Then we have leaders that lead high school students. Mm. You and I both know those are two radically different conversations, yes. right? Yes. So, so talk to me about like how you see it looking different between leading one towards, you know, and then leading the other. Yeah. I, I really think that, um, when whatever group you lead, whether it's middle school or high school, um, setting, a, setting up expectations for yourself that, um, first of all, that consistency piece for both groups is just very important. So like you said, whether it's showing up to a sporting event or just texting throughout the week, um, being consistent matters no matter what age group you lead. Um, but I think it, it tends to lean towards middle schoolers uh, tend to be a little more disorganized in their conversation and high schoolers more often want to be more intentional. They're kind of there to be intentional with their small group. Um, but what I've seen play out, I have a middle school group at my campus um, that just started out really crazy. Like my lit- my leaders were really overwhelmed and just a bunch of girls being crazy. And um, we had to approach it differently than a high school group. So we had to create different questions for them. And 
um, approach the format of the small group differently. And man, they are one of the most locked in, engaged groups now at our campus because we simply said, what does this group need? And so as a small group leader, um, whether you are 10th grade boys or 6th grade girls, asking and working with your youth pastor, working with your community leader or whoever um, you kind of get to partner with, what does my group need in this season? How can I love them when they are at? How can I lead them where they are at instead of trying to fit a mold um, of maybe what you think it should look like? Yep, that's great. How about then, I, I mentioned earlier about the the difference like b- between, you know, and I asked you about the difference between high school and middle school. And then I also mentioned, you know, that consistency piece is not just on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So. From your perspective, what else should be added to that conversation? When I'm saying, hey, being a switch leader isn't just showing up to the switch experience, there's more to it. Like that would be, I would go as far as to say, if as a switch leader, the only thing you show, you do is show up on a Wednesday night, some people might say, well, that's, that's the lowest rung on the bar. Like that's just meeting expectations. I would say if that's all you're doing, you are not meeting the expectations. And so yeah. if, if the only thing you're doing is showing up on Wednesday night, so what else would you say to speak into that? Yeah. I would ask everyone listening to just think about how many voices you have in your life, how many people, how many influences, social media. Just for a second, think about how many voices you have speaking into your life, negative or positive, and then multiply that number by 20. And that is what our students feel. <laughs> I mean, 20, 50, 60, that they have so many voices and influences pouring into their life. And if we want to make a difference in our students' lives, we are competing with those voices. And we need to be faithful to fill space with our voice, ultimately pointing them to Jesus and what he says for them. And we simply cannot do that by showing up for an hour on a Wednesday night. They have too much going on outside of that Wednesday night, too many other things filling their their mind, their time, um, their heart. And it's too big of a burden that we carry as small group leaders to just be a voice on a Wednesday night. If we really want to impact students, if we really want to make a difference, if we really want to point them to Jesus, we need to be a more consistent, a more a louder voice um, than what we can be by simply just showing up for an hour a week. Some of you may have heard the idea before that we need to influence the 167. So there's 168 hours in a week. We get students at switch for one of those hours. Yeah. And so if we're honest with ourselves, we are not going to make a truly life-changing, significant influence on a student in one of 168 hours. But if we want to actually have that significant influence, then we will find a way to influence the other 167. And so there's a whole lot of ways we do that. One of the one of the most strategic and important and what I would say pastoral ways we do that is by connecting with their parents and by by making sure that their parents know like, hey, I'm not just a youth leader at the church. I'm on your team. Like yeah. I actually want to be on your team because we're in a fight. And I want to help you fight it on behalf of your kid. And so it's important that we do that. But it's also important. I I think I would tell people, don't think of it as like, okay, so I need to, I need to invest another 167 hours a week. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you shoot a message 
that is um, uplifting and encouraging to your students during one of those hours, then you just influenced another hour of their week. And if the next day you do it again, then you influenced another hour of their week because you put something else in their mind for them to think about during that time. Yeah. And if you find a time to go to one of their ball games, you just influenced a bunch of hours in their week. Because yeah. not only were you there for that game, but I promise you that they walked away continuing to think, man, I can't believe they showed up for that. Yeah. And so it's the times that we find little, a little bit of margin in our schedule. I know everybody's like, I don't have margin. You have margin. I said this last week, I'll say it again. You have margin. Just look for it. It's there. Write down what you're doing with your time. And I promise you, you'll end up being mad at yourself because you're spending some time doing some things that bear no fruit because we all do. And so I encourage yeah. everybody, look for that time and then, and, then, and then ask yourself, how can I influence this back into the teenagers that are in front of me? Because this yeah. is the greatest opportunity we have to influence the kingdom of God, to make the group photo in heaven get bigger. Yeah. And so, hey, Ellie, I'll, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for sharing your, sharing your story. Thank you for sharing some wisdom. I want to ask you, is there anything else um, that you can think of if you were to kind of like, you know, final words, kind of a send off to switch leaders? Is there anything that you'd like to share? Yeah. So if you're anything like me, um, you kind of ignore um the fact that small things make a difference too or that planting seeds um is the biggest thing that you can do and so i just encourage all the switch leaders listening to truly remember that you're partnering with god in youth ministry and every seed you plant whether it's a text message or it's going to a ball game everything you do no matter how big or small it is god is the one that brings the results and our obedience is just what's required of us and so don't get overwhelmed by all the things that you can't do. Just do one thing that you can um, and love your students well. And God is going to take that farther um, than you could ever imagine. That's great. Don't get overwhelmed by all the stuff you can't do, but do the, th the things that you can do. So figure out what those things are and do them. Hey, I want to say this. I have experienced on my team at my campus some pretty significant spiritual attack. I will say that we are getting to do some really great things. And we have experienced the enemy trying to distract us or tell us, um, tell us that we're not ready or not worthy. Mm. Um, so much different stuff that I'm seeing go on. And that makes me think if it's happening at my location, it's probably happening at every location. And so I just want to speak into each of you and say that if the enemy is attacking you, you're doing something right. So keep doing it. Yeah. Um, also don't fight it by yourself. Let your youth pastor know, let, let those that you serve with know, let your life group know, let your family know, make sure that people are in the fight with you because that's the way it was always intended to be to, to you know, and, and if you're doing it any other way, then you're trying to muscle your way through something that you were never intended to muscle your way through. And so spiritual attack is a sign of a good thing. It's a sign mm -hmm. that the enemy is scared and he's on his heels. So keep marching forward and keep fighting on behalf of the students that are in your ministry. Uh, we love you all. We are so thankful that you're a part of Switch. We're thankful that you give every Wednesday night up and that you also then give so many other hours a week up because you believe in what we are doing and what God is doing through Switch. So thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.